is your Classic Metal Show right here on the classicmetalshow.com. That, of course, was brand new music from the band Havoc. It is from the album just simply called Five. It is called, the song was called Cosmetic Surgery. And on the line right now is the vocalist, the guitarist, and the main man himself of Havoc. It is Dirty Sanchez himself, Mr. David Sanchez. How are you, man? Howdy do. Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good, man. It's, it is definitely, uh, a strange time to say the least, but I gotta, I gotta think that there's probably not a better time with the world being as fucked as it is right now for a new havoc record to kind of expose that. No. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I hope uh, everybody else is, is ready. The good news is, you know, we, we just announced that uh, the tour we were supposed to be going on the day that the album drops with hate breed. We was just canceled okay. and we just, uh, we just announced that. So we're, we're going to have to regroup and figure out what we're going to do for touring. But on the bright side, hopefully everybody's stuck at home and has nothing to do, and we'll have plenty of time to listen to the new Havoc album. No question, man. Well, D- David, talk, talk about this for a minute, man, because, I mean, the the bulk of what you do, I, I'm assuming, is earn your living through being on the road. I mean, you guys are as road doggy as it gets. How do you survive going through this monster that we're all going through well we all have jobs that we work when we're not on tour obviously um some of those things are uh, not happening right you know some of some of the guys in the band working like the restaurant bar industry and obviously that's kind of uh, swan diving this month so i don't know we're uh, we're not alone in this. Our, our problem is not unique. Everyone seems to be having these same issues with uh, not being able to work and not making any money. So we'll, we'll see what happens to spring back from this, but we're, we're definitely all in this together and everyone's going to feel the, you know, feel the pressure from, from this whole thing. Sure. You know, and it kind of reminds me sort of, of what it was like right after 9-11. You know, right after 9-11, everybody jumped back in. Everybody stayed in their house for a little while when they were afraid of anthrax and, you know, whatnot, and being blown up in a in a street or whatever with, with 9-11. But then as soon as it kind of, the dust settled, everybody was out in force. And let's hope for everybody's sake that's what happens, is that everybody, you know, goes back and goes back out to seeing shows and having fun and, you know, and just rocking out, you know? Once everybody springs back financially and health-wise, and it's no longer scary to meet up in a massive group of people, I, I think everything's going to jump back in, into full force and be stronger than it ever was. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Well, well, David, let's talk about the new record, um, 5, or V, as it's, as it's labeled. Um, it's, uh, it's everything that anybody that's ever listened to your band would, would want. But at the same time, it's it seems like you guys took yet another step forward production-wise. The production is as, as good as anything that you guys have ever released. And the songs are definitely biting. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot for the kind words. You know, We, we uh, made a big effort to experiment with tones and really go like way deep on trying to capture the right sounds for the records. And I think that it all added up to a big difference in production and 
we're all really happy with how this thing turned out after mixing. And, you know, speaking of the songs, we're uh, really pleased with how everything turned out. Made it a big focus to kind of trim the fat, so to speak. And, uh, you know, make, make the songs pack a big, a big wallop into a small package. Well, we kind of tried to compact everything and make it so it was a really heavy, small rock that we could throw in your face. <laughs> and you've definitely accomplished that. And at the same time, you take, you know, humongous swings at the government. I, 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 I'm terrible with song names. I'm sure you could tell me. But the song in particular that stands out is the one where you attack the drug industry. And I could not agree with you more on that, how you were, you're talking about the, you know, the, the government wants to have a war on drugs, just not the ones they sell. What a perfect lyric and a perfect thought in today's day where they're the, where everybody is zombieing up their kids and, you know, not dealing with anything anymore. Instead, just taking a pill to cover everything. Yeah. That song is called ritual of the mind. And the song is, basically arguing that we need to make a return to the archaic uh, ritual of the mind, which is uh, obviously things like psilocybin and peyote and ayahuasca and things like this that nature gives us uh, as, as tools for coping with life and what, what life has to throw at us instead of, you know, propping up these giant e evil empires that, that want to get you sick and get you hooked. And, uh, you know, the song's not only addressing governments, it's talking about the pharmaceutical industry. The pharmaceutical industry is the number one money-making industry in America. It makes more than movies, more than sports, more than uh, war. It makes more money than any other industry in this country. And, uh, you know, knowing that fact, it should be horrifying to everybody um, trying to wrap their head around uh, how much power this empire possesses and, and they use it to their full advantage to, to keep people in, in, uh, in their servitude because the drug companies are not interested in curing anything. They just want to treat things because there's no money in the cure mm -hmm. people, uh, are not, no longer sick. They no longer need your drugs. So right, you know, <laughs> it's right. a crazy world that we live in. And, uh, it seems to, be getting more and more crazy very recently it does you know and and you're a thousand percent right you know as we're going through this whole coronavirus thing you know we're going to really see if they have any interest in curing and i'll bet you they they don't that's why there's not any kind of a a, a pill or a, a a vaccine or something for this because it does them no benefit they can't they cannot claim more power with with a vaccine, they can keep you they can keep you subservient if they just feed you a little bit. That's why they keep saying, "Well, we have this this chloroquine which might treat the symptoms, but it's not going to cure anything." You're 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 nailing it on the head, man. Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, the the thing to me that's interesting about that chloroquine um, solution is if, if it helps the the symptoms subside and it doesn't require a vaccination, I think that's a good thing. Anytime you can avoid putting, uh, you know, breaking someone's skin to inject sure. them with something mm -hmm. that, that's full of who knows what, um, I think that's a good thing. And with the, uh, a lot of people at the moment are freaking out about how there's not 
thorough testing methods yet. And a big thing that the media is choosing to ignore on purpose is the fact that the testing kits that were available uh, preliminarily, a lot of them were showing false positives. So the re that's the reason that we're not having like, you know, massive amounts of testing in this country yet, because if we were to follow through with those tests that were initially available, it would basically show that everyone in this country has coronavirus, which would make everyone hysterical and freak out and make, make it appear that everyone needs to get a vaccine when that's not the case. So I think the way it's been handled so far is, is reasonable to me and uh, trying to minimize everyone falling for the, the fear tactic of, uh, holy shit, I'm infected. Oh, my God, I need to right. do whatever I can to fix. I think it's really smart that they did not, that the U.S. government did not uh, allow for those, those false positive tests to, to go out massively and to be utilized. Because if they were, they'd be showing that a lot of people are infected that actually are not infected, and it would cause a way bigger problem than what we see ourselves in right now. Right. Why, why do you think it is that you as a metal guy can figure this out, but the average person is, can't? Why, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like you're a doctor or something that has some inside track. You just, I'm, I'm assuming you just read and you study and you, you know, you investigate the things that are, you know, affecting you. But it just seems like most people right now are just in straight up panic mode and they're not actually looking for any kind of facts. Yeah, you got to do a little bit of research on your own. If you're counting on the mainstream media to give you all the facts straight, you, you are, um, that's a definitely a loser's game. Right. They're not going to tell you what's really going on. They're, they're, they have an agenda. Thanks to Bill Clinton, the power of media has been consolidated to only a handful of companies. You can count the number of companies that put out all of the stuff that we see on TV. You could count the companies on one hand. Now, this consolidation of, of opinion and consolidation of, uh, you know, what, what, what would be called independent journalism is, is a sham. It's a lie. And people cannot fall for, for what they're peddling out there. That's, uh, that's the big thing here is if you're getting all of your news from uh, of the, the filter of an MSNBC or a CNN or a you know, any, any of these giant companies, you're not getting the real truth. And people, I think people are waking up to that, but unfortunately it's not um, caught on in full swing yet. Right. But uh, <clears throat> I think that's the big difference is I get my news from, oh, I'll get a little bit from here, a little bit from there and do my own research and, it doesn't all add up to what is on the mainstream media's uh, uh, teleprompter. Right. What do you think about people that get their their news or their opinions in some part from celebrities that are spewing whatever, whatever side they're spewing on? What do I think about that? Yeah. I mean, do you think that they're just that that's a fool's game as well? Yeah, for sure. A lot of these people are, are uh, getting their same uh, cues, their their same uh, talking points from from the same people that are running these giant media companies. So, 
you have to be skeptical of them as well. Obviously, every once in a while, somebody's going to actually be speaking truth. But it's probably not the norm. So even when you're listening to famous people who you admire and shit, you still have to question what the fuck they're saying. Right. And you got to read between the lines. That's the biggest thing. Get your information from wherever you want, but please read between the lines. Don't just take anything that you're hearing as gospel and run with it. You you really need to try to decode some of the some of the narrative that's being pushed down your throat. Right. Yeah, and, and you know it, it's hard to tell people to do this because people don't want to listen. But the best practice you can have is whatever wherever your your main source of news is. Read or listen to whatever the opposite would be too, because that's when you'll really you'll really see the, the both sides of the pendulum, to where you can kind of take A and B and figure out where the true middle ground is. Absolutely, you know. Well, let, en- enough of this talk. Let's get back to music for a minute, because you know, obviously, we wanna we want people to check out the new record um, from Havoc, which is just called Five. Um, New record means a new bass player, I think, in the world of Havoc. It seems like you guys changed. <laughs> seems like you guys, that, that's part of an album cycle is a new, a new bass player. So talk about um, Nick leaving and um, Brandon coming in. Yeah, we're like Spinal Tap, but instead of drummers, <laughs> it's bass players. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, you know, with our... Uh, Parting of the ways with Nick, everything really falls under the umbrella of creative differences. Okay. And, uh, and instead of l- letting that turn into something uh, rotten where, you know, trying to for- force a square into a round hole, we decided to just go our separate ways and remain friends. And uh, that's what we've done. We're, we're still cool. Still talk to Nick. We're, we're still buddies. And we would much rather go that route than uh, letting something fester and sure. and we're not in a band together and we can't be friends. So we decided to just, you know, remain friends, not be in a band together. We're all good there. And when Brandon found out, Brandon was a friend of ours. He'd gone on tour with us before and just to hang out and, uh, you know, have a good time. And we met him some years ago. But when he found out that we needed a bass player, he... Uh, you know, get put through his own name in the hat. And we sent him some bass tracks and some songs and said, send us back some videos of you playing this stuff. He did it and he was able to, he's able to, to keep up and, and do it. So instead of doing uh, tryouts and dealing with the headaches involved with that, with all the emails and phone calls and hunting and looking around or trying to convince somebody to join our band, we decided to go with Brandon because he was really ambitious and wanted to do it. He, he was uh, totally all about it. He, he wanted the position. So that made it way easy. And we didn't have to go on a, go on a big hunt looking for the right guy. The, the right guy asked right. To, to part of it. And you already know how he is on the road and that's gotta be a help. Yeah. It's a, that's a huge help. He, he's a touring musician. He also plays guitar, drums, uh, keyboards, bass, sings, and he's a really creative guy. So he's a good dude to have in the fold. We're we're happy to have him with us. Sure. How how did um how did he work out in the studio, or or was he part of that? Yeah, he recorded all the bass. Okay. that's on the record, and uh, he he did a great job. 
on it. He's a he records his own stuff often and knows how to how to record and is you know pretty well versed in in the drill. So he he did a great job in studio and he had a lot to do with the writing of the bass uh, on this record. No question. Well, David, you guys, you know, as we said before, you guys are road dogs. You guys tour and tour a lot, you know, as, as far as, as, as bands go these days, you guys are on the road quite a bit. Certainly with what's going on in the world, it changes some things. Does it change how you, you personally and you guys as a band will interact with audiences? Cause you know, I've seen you a couple of times and, and when you guys, you, you, you guys are known for, you play your show, then you come out and you meet with fans and you'll sign anything and you'll, you know, shake hands and fist bump and photos and all that stuff. And now we're in a different world. Does that change or do you at least try to go back to the way it was? Well, once it's safe to uh, congregate in large numbers and, you know, this whole health scare has gone to the wayside, uh, of course, I don't see any issue with interacting mm-hmm. with fans no different than we always have. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see it being much different than it has been in the past. Once the whole scare has gone away. Sure. No question. Well, all right, man. Well, David, the new album, it is from havoc. It's called five or V as it, depending on how you're searching for it. Um, you should definitely pick it up. When is it out? It's coming out on May day, May day, May 1st. Very cool, man. Well, people should definitely check that out. I'll tell you what, man. Why don't you? Um, why don't we wrap this one up with uh, you picking a track from the new record and tell us a quick story about it? Yeah, let's uh, play the first single that came out. The song is called "Phantom Force," and uh, the song is about the Hmong people from Cambodia who escaped the war, but mysteriously, a lot of the males died in their sleep, and some people think that this was a psychosomatic. Uh, death because their spiritual beliefs they think that um, you're haunted by a demon and uh, there's not really any good scientific explanation for why these people died in their sleep but it does happen and it's been uh, documented on on multiple occasions so the song is a, a scary song but it's the fastest song on the record and we made it with the intention of ripping your face off (laughs) well let's rip their faces off right now it is phantom force it's havoc right here on your classic metal show (laughs) 